Welcome to Sparks and Recreation, your source for info on community events, meta-analysis, and everything Hero Realms. Part of the Realms Rising Network. Heroes of the Realms, welcome to episode 21 of Sparks and Recreation. We have another special two-part emergency episode. Emergency meaning we're releasing these outside of our normal bi-weekly schedules due to all of the new uh, Dungeons beta content that we're previewing. This week's episode We'll have two parts. The first part will be uh, focusing on some content that our own Sam Scrap Forest Parsons has uh, reported from PAX Unplugged, including an interview with community standout and favorite Bird Law. That will make up our um, part one along with uh, What Would You Do? And then part two, we will have the continuation of our Dungeons previews. This time we are going to focus on the Imperials faction. Buckle up your seatbelts and get ready to enjoy another episode. Now let's get on with the normal introduction. All right, everybody, welcome to episode 21 of Sparks and Recreation. I am your host, Matthew Jigmalinkbo Rookst, joined as always by my right-hand man, the living legend himself, Tim Agent C-13 McKenzie, the spiced rum to my ship in a bottle. How are we doing today, buddy? Hey, everybody. Glad to be recording again. Uh, it's pretty exciting with all the new cards, so uh, glad to be here and, you know, talking about some packs you results oh yeah well we'll talk about we'll talk about the reports a little bit about it a yeah. little bit about it. but next week we're gonna have the triumphant return of our very own legend sam to the podcast yeah. he's still uh unavailable this week but he will be back i know the listeners yeah. are clamoring to hear from him after his <laughs> yeah so now half half of the podcast hosts are legends now so. crazy yeah, rub it what, in. What are we going to do, Jig? <laughs> We're slacking we'll, over here. We'll just have to continue just cleaning up in the online events. Like, like That's true. That's true. Hey, um, uh, no, but for listeners who don't know, our own, very own Sam Scrapforce Parsons went to PAXU last week and won the Legends Tournament. So huge congrats to him. Now, later, uh, Sam or Sam's not going to be in this episode, but he will be delivering some reports that he recorded while he was there. Uh, Chris will go over that in the overview later, but uh, speaking of Chris, wow, what a shitty intro. This is is just all over the place. Speaking of Chris, Double Dubs, Wahlberg, our other host of the podcast, uh, is also joining us today. How are you doing today, amigo? Hey, hey, hey. I am doing really well, man. I, it's like, it's a great time to be a Hero Realms player, man. And like, I'm just, I'm, I'm riding on a high right now. We had Sam take home the win at PAX U. We got the beta unfolding. We got a new update for it today. That's looking great. Really excited about all that. And there's some 
fantastic competition to be had in the realms rising community right now between the hrpc finals going off through a bunch of events the joust if you're still alive in survivor which i'm not uh you know king of the <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's with those rule variations it's been really brutal some of the uh some of the ways it unfolds but i've been playing some like great competitive games against some really good players so it's been that's been great the beta has been great sam won so like 10 out of 10 man riding riding on high in the hero realms world um so let's take a moment to just talk about what's going to happen in this episode so of course we got to hit it up with the wwyd what would you do we have a fantastic one featuring dungeons cards we're gonna have sam with some pax u reports uh he recorded these you know the day of as he was there on the scene and since he was there he also interviewed bird law really excited to check that out i actually haven't even listened to that one yet myself so gonna give that a listen um so without further ado let's take it over to wwyd gentlemen what would you say you do here all righty so we would like to thank frank for sending this one in this um can be found in all of the usual places realmsrising.com the discord channel and in the show notes so go ahead and check it out this uh is a late game with all sorts of new cards so it's definitely one where we're not going to be able to read through all of them we're going to say the card names but absolutely go on the discord and check out the pictures we also have in the um beta channel the channel for discussing the beta screenshots of all these cards so you can look them up that way as well and of course, while you're on the Discord, you can check out the WWYD channel to get in on these sort of discussions yourself. We are actively looking for more WWYDs. Um, so if you have some good situations come up in game where you're like, ooh, this is a tough situation, go ahead and send it on our way so we can feature it in the show. All that being said, let's go ahead and get up into today's situation. So it's turn 16. We are playing a level eight ranger against a level eight fighter on the row. There is an ogre ambush, awaken the dead, Ungra the unbeaten, Lumina Greylocks, and a bushwhack. Our opponent has three champions out. We have four champions out and have played four cards already. We have eight economy and 11 damage to do. And we also have a treasure hunt that we haven't used yet and we haven't tracked yet either. So all that being said, let's go ahead and take a quick dive into the discord first and see what everybody chatted about in there. So first of all, we had Logan K. Stewart kicking things off saying that Ogre Ambush is the card he'd be targeting first. This is the one that um, lets you draw a card and deal damage eight damage and it has the faction to stun target champion so can definitely see the appeal there with our opponent having a bunch of champions out and we're really looking to close this game out fighters at 33 health so um, a big damage card like that's going to be super helpful to us and then he says scrap the treasure hunt for an extra three gold and buy bushwhack noting that that is the six damage one 
that goes to the bottom of your deck when you buy it. So we'll get that right away. So uh, he points out, we'll get it to the next hand and hopefully take out the rest of the champs. Noodle Tulpa liked that plan as well. Uh, Darklighter also chimed in to say that that would ultimately be what he probably settled on as well, but wanted to throw out the suggestion that you could consider tracking here as well, but ultimately settled on um, the bushwhack. So what what the community arrived at is basically like the highest uh, damage output choice that you could make in this game. And I think that makes a lot of sense, um, you know, scooping up the ogre ambush and the bushwhack there to try to close things out. There's a part of me that wants to take Awaken the Dead, though, because that card is just so much fun to do shenanigans with. And, um, you know, we've got a good amount of red cards in our deck. So I think uh, champions, definitely champions to yeah. resurrect with it. Right. Yeah. Right. Which is totally key. You got to have the champs. I've had Awaken the Dead without champs. And let me tell you, it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a I was like, this card's like Tyranor and like kind of maybe we'll save my full opinion of that for the Necros review. But uh, it's not exactly Tyranor. You want to you need a little bit more to make it, you know, kind of do the thing. So um and then, you know, Ungra, we kind of uh, poo-pooed on him a bit. There's nothing about this situation that makes me want to take him. Lumina Greylocks, uh, going to be saying some words about Lumina in the near future here. She is the Imperial 8-coster that lets you draw cards. Um, there's some appeal to her just because she's been kind of a fun card to play with. But ultimately, I think the community got it right here. Focus on the damage. Close out against this fighter. Uh, how about you guys? Any any thoughts to chime in on the WWYD? I, I d- let me jump in first here. I agree with almost everything that was said in the Discord, except I'm going to just posit this, play devil's advocate here. Uh, I understand taking Bushwhacked because you get it, you top deck it, and you're going to get it next hand, which is great. It's six cost. I don't think you're going to be able to, oh, you might be able to um, do the draw discard if your, uh, your weak orc stays alive, but that's doubtful. So you're probably not going to get the draw from it. I'm saying possibly tracking here might be great after you buy ogre ambush all right and the reason is because the cards you have out of your shuffle right now aren't really going to help you a ton uh to clean to finish off the game except maybe smuggle but i think even that's not that how much damage is smuggle five yeah um yeah and you're not going to be able to um get the faction draw with it unless you hit it with robbery basically i'm saying uh, we have all our bows and arrows in the discard. So tracking now would freeze out kind of these dead cards anyway, and hopefully set us up for a really strong next turn with Ogre Ambush in there already. That might be even more valuable than setting up the Bushwhack. So I, I would say Ogre Ambush, and then I might track here, actually. Tim, what, what do you think about this? Um, I think I'm going to go... I'm going to buy that Bushwhack uh, to bottom deck it to the only card in my deck. And, and then, like like they were saying on Discord, you, you're, you're going to scrap that treasure hunt. I'm going to pick up Ogre Ambush, I think. Um, I'm not sure how many cards are in your discard right now. There's a lot. There's 12. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm just going to pick up Ogre, Ogre Ambush. I didn't. Let me see. Look at that. Your discard is not. That's got a bunch of fire gems and stuff in it. A lot, a oh. lot of fire gems. Yeah, we didn't bring that oh, up. Oh yeah, four. there's four that's of them in there. Yeah, maybe, maybe the track. Mm, 
That's tough. I mean, it's a pretty bad. You, you've despair. got eleven. You got eleven damage. You can take out two of those champs. Um, maybe you just want to take out one. I don't know if you want to take out all those champs or if you just want to try to. Here's another thing. Do we need, even need to take out those champs? Do we Ma- just go maybe, for the kill? Maybe I take out the red one. I don't know, because they got some red cards in their deck that. I don't know what the ally abilities. Uh, Nothing good. Nothing strong. I'm yeah, thinking. so I think I'd leave them. I'm just going to do the 11 damage. They're at 22. If I've got six damage from Bushwhack to the bottom, and then you track, you got. Is it the is it the four three track? Uh, well, we're it, level eight. The four and I don't. Oh. I don't recognize the icon for sure. It's not the four okay. three track yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So maybe the one before it, where it's like. Four two or something, yeah, or three, yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but even then, you know, you're going to get bushwhack, which will get you six. Would put them at sixteen, depending on what they take out of yours. And you do have all your bows and arrows in your discard that are going to be coming up. So, I that's something in track. Ogre and then track is, what is still what I'm going to do, and I'm not going to kill those enemies. I'm going to take my I, I, the, the one thing I think is that Ogre Ambush where it's eight damage and you're drawing a card in that one card. If you, if you can get that in the next couple of hands, I mean, it's, game it's over. Anyway. You're at 40 hit points looking at their deck. I'm not real worried about dying anytime soon. Like no. if you don't take out we, their champions, they can do three damage. They can get some, when they buy cards, they get it. But if you get that bushwhack and it's all expensive stuff, they're not going to get a bunch of damage that way. And then nope. maybe they're going to get four, three, four. So they might get like, yeah, I'm not too worried about the damage. You're going to last a couple turns. So yeah. I think I think I would get bushwhack and ogre ambush. And not, and not bother tracking. And not track. And then my next turn, you. I mean, looking at what's in my discard and it's going to be coming up the next one, you're going to have a good chance to track and set up that second turn next turn. Unless you draw the nuts next turn. You know what I mean? So I don't yeah, think I yeah, need to track Yeah, you don't have to rush it. Yeah. I would still probably go track this turn. though. Chris, what did you settle on? Did Were you going to um I think the, the damage plan. Yeah, I yeah, like the bushwhack, damage plan. Bushwhack and over. Because yeah. like... Yeah, you know, if you if you go all in on damage now, and then even if you draw a bunch of those fire gems, um, you know, you rinse Still those out, send that to head, and that's good. And then, um, and then I think you definitely track on your next turn, and you can get ogre ambush almost guaranteed on the on the turn after that, right? What are you going to do with the champions, though? I think ignore them, like you said. I think that makes sense. Yeah. They seem kind of low threat at this point. I think it is worth calling out that our opponent has their ability still. It looks like that ability is going to do like eight damage to us, and they maxed out their skill. So like they're they have some potential to crank out some damage too. I so. might I might take out that red champion, the Ophelia, the twice blessed or whatever, yeah. it is, thrice blessed. I don't remember exactly <laughs> the name, but. Uh, if there's um, something good it could combo with, I probably would. I mean, I'll just take that three damage I mean, and whatever else. Yeah. That it's not going to give them any like faction abilities or anything. Um, but it 
if you leave it out for a couple more turns, that damage is going to add up. I might take that one out and leave the blue, the rattling collectors out there, I think is what I would do. And then just try to burn them over the next two turns. Right. That was pretty good. You can the listeners can tell that this is a pretty complex WWE. <laughs> the board Maybe state. There's a lot of stuff. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of things going on here. A lot of things to consider, uh, and a lot of different valid ways to go about this. I think you could kind of go aggro. You could kind of bide your time and hope for maybe get finish it out in two more turns. If you're lucky, maybe you can get it next turn. Even who knows? Um, you you know, at look at looking at what's in my discard. I I almost want to get that robbery and smuggle back in the rotation with stuff because that's a. I mean, that's not a ton of damage, but the robbery gives you a draw. The smuggle is five damage, and if you can ally it, it's you know draw. Smuggle is so good too for taking stuff out of your discard. Uh huh. Anyway, so so I think I don't want to track here for sure. Ogre ambush in the bushwhack. I'm gonna. There it is. Ogre ambush whack is what I'm gonna do. (laughs) All right, that wraps up this uh, edition of what would you do. Next, we are going to transition into the special segment of episode 21. First, we're gonna uh, play some of the reports on scene that our own Sam Scrapforce Parsons delivered from. Packs unplugged. Hello, heroes of Thandar. This is your friend and compatriot, Scrap Force, Sam Parsons, reporting live from the f- the floor of Packs Unplugged board game convention extraordinaire sitting here at the wise wizard games uh booth where they have merch out the yin yang and we are playing a legends tournament right in front of me the venerable Burnlaw and and roser are going head to head and in the second round of swiss the results so far we've got me versus craig roberts who is umi game on the app who Craig uh, beat me with a great aggro rush. We have Adam versus uh, Horgle, Androsa versus Horgle. Horgle was victorious. We had Birdlaw versus Matthew Hughes. I do not know who won that. And Scott Hughes had a bye. This round, round two, I have a bye. And the guys are all playing. So we'll report back on what the results are there. We've got three rounds of Swiss to get a top four. There's seven participants right now. Um, I'm not sure if anyone's going to choose Thief, but this could be a good opportunity to choose Thief and be a Thief legend due to to the size of the uh, elimination round. Uh, That said, thoughts as someone who's just had a gaming convention for the the first time as like an actual participant. I have gone to Gen Con before and like messed around, whatever, but this is the first time I legit bought a ticket. So first off, I got here. I had an hour to spare. One hour is not enough, my friends. <laughs> One hour is not enough. What you want to do is probably come the night before and stay in a hotel that's close. That would have been ideal. Or what I should have done was to take the train. Just take the train. So uh, in doing that, you would be able to avoid some of the problems that I had, which was one, due to the convention, every single parking garage within like three blocks of the convention center was full. 
So my plan of coming here, parking in a parking garage, just you know, taking the hit, paying for it, and uh, having a convenient parking was immediately blew, blew up. I was, the tournament starts at 11. I'm down there at 10, driving around. Panic starts to set in around 10.30 because I know I got to get, get to the convention center, get my pass, and get to the convention hall, which I have no idea where things are, right? Now, in a stroke of luck, I had uh, Birdlaw and Androver here uh, running distraction for me. We were in contact. Luckily, it was only eight minutes late to show up, but got here by the skin of my teeth. Could have lost round one as a, uh, as a, uh, a forfeit for not showing up on time. So very lucky that didn't happen and that these guys are really cool and awesome. Um, as far as the convention goes, now that I'm in and I made it through my initial craziness, uh, first off, playing in a live tournament is crazy. Uh, it's so easy to forget what you're doing. It's so easy to get distracted, and it's so it's like it's so easy just to like be like, oh wait, this was this is what I was supposed to do, or am I supposed to shuffle, or okay, I've got to discard a card now. I got to do this. I got to do that. It is. I mean, I've played paper plenty of times. It's just a different beast. Um, so I thought that was really interesting and really cool to have that experience and play in a tournament for the first time. Of course, I lost the game. I don't think that there was anything that, you know, bad play on either side. Uh, my opponent was just good at the game and got good cards. So that was, that was what it was. But yeah, it, it's a different beast for sure. You know, you offer for them to cut the deck. You offer, you know, little things like that, that, that luckily I had listened to one of our past episodes um, and, you know, learned from Silent Al. Alex uh, about that. So that was really cool. So that's it for round one. I'll send you an update later, probably after the Swiss rounds are over to let you know who gets into the final rounds and uh, update you again at the very end. This is Scrap Force signing out. Okay, my friends, here we are at PAX U, getting ready for the final update. I know I did promise you an update in between the rounds, but uh, I wasn't able to do that because I didn't have enough time. We were playing game after game after game. It was going rapid fire. So uh, let's do a quick update on the tournament. So we got through the Swiss rounds, and the guys to advance were Adam Androser from our server, Larry Horgel from our server, myself, and then one other player who uh, has played Hero Realms a lot, has the digital app, but is not doing the server. I was definitely harassing him to join us, but his name was Craig. So three out of the four people that were in the finals were from uh, the Realms Rising Discord. How cool is that, right? So we had the semifinals matches, best of three. Um, I was able to defeat uh, Craig, and then... Um, Larry was able to defeat Adam, uh, so it's Horgel and Androser. And so it was me and Horgel facing off in the end. Horgel took the first game. Uh, no, I took the first game. Uh, Horgel took the second game. And then we were in the final game, squared up. And as it usually goes, I got pretty lucky. Uh, I got some good RNG. And it was like a mix of luck and skill at the end. So was able to get a firebomb off the market, was able to get some 
Blue Man Group cards, as uh, Birdlaw likes to say, and top decks and really strong cards that helped put the game away for me. But of course, played expertly by, uh, by Larry, and I was scared. <laughs> I was scared the whole time. Um, so I can't tell you, like, coming here and having it be the first tournament I've ever played in and being fortunate enough to be able to play well enough and to have good luck and to win is fantastic. It's amazing. It feels, it feels great. Um, and I'm really happy to be able to have done that with guys from the server. Um, it makes it way more special. And honestly, better, like better than winning, uh, it was awesome to meet everybody. So thanks, everyone, for, for uh, you know, being... I know you came on your own. I didn't invite you or anything, but thanks for being in the tournament with me. Uh, it was fantastic. Uh, I'll never forget this moment. <laughs> so that was great. Uh, for anyone who's coming to a con for the first time, I know I already gave some advice. Playing in a tournament is really hard. Um, honestly, if you just had... like Craig was watching our final game, and he was helping, like... I, and I was... Now, some people won't want you to do this, but if both players are okay, um, you know, having someone who's, like, judging the game, basically, like, oh, you didn't do that, or hey, you didn't do that. Very helpful, because it's super distracting. I think there's a fair amount of people that would never want you to call out, you know, oh, my opponent made an error, or I made an error, um, you know, just so they could have the advantage um, if you did make the error and they didn't, Right. So you get to keep that in mind, of course, and be sensitive to that. But, you know, with, with um, Larry being as awesome as he is and super nice, and I'm you know, the same way, I would rather we played the game correctly than not. So there's times, like, Craig was like, oh, don't forget about that, or you forgot to take a health off, or you forgot to do this. Um, so I thought that was really helpful. Um, so if, you know, the player's okay with that, that's good. But ultimately also just, like, try to make sure you're well-rested, try to make sure you're... Um, you have enough water uh, or caffeine or whatever it is you need to be alert. Because it's, it's really a lot harder to keep track of all the stuff that the app does, right? And we're all very used to the app. So on one hand, you know the rules really well. You know the cards really well. Um, but when you have 20 million champions out or you have like all these complicated mechanics you're trying to execute... Yeah, it can be kind of tricky. So just get ready for that. Maybe play some practice games on paper before you come. I think that's really, really helpful. And then um, at that point, just play your best and have fun. It's great. It's super nerve-wracking. It's super, you get super nervous because, like, oh, my God, the tournament and blah. But um, it all adds to the emotion at the end. Of the, you know, if, if you do well or not do well, it all adds to it, and it's part of the fun. So... Um, that was that was kind of my experience, and I hope you guys uh, enjoyed that report. So, cheers. All right, Sam, thanks for the updates from PaxU, and we look forward to talking to you next week to hear all about your adventures there. Up next, we have a very special interview from Hero Realms community favorite, Birdlaw. He sat down with our own Sam Parsons at PaxU and gave a nice interview, which we have for you next. Welcome, Heroes of the Realm. This is your man on the scene, Sam Scrap Force Parsons, here with my good friend and your good friend. This is Dave Birdlaw Logvin reporting with our first ever Hero Helper Live 
<laughs> analog yes. edition. At Pax U, which is also analog. Yes. So that's perfect. There that's you perfect. go. Here for the board game nerdiness. And my friends, it's been glorious. It's been glorious. So we're going to do a quick update. Try to keep it short for you. But we're going to talk today about, you know, just the Legends Tournament uh, in general. Uh, Dave's been to many of them. So I'd love to get his experiences and kind of what he uh, thinks about the Legend Tournament and any any tips that he'd have for people. I know for me personally, I was really nervous to play physical. Um, I'm so used to the digital version. It was really, <laughs> really yeah. weird to play analog. Um, and normally it's fine because you're with friends, but now you're kind of, you're playing with strangers and there's some manners. Uh, there's a few, like one thing I do want to point out with like how you and Adam specifically were playing with each other. That was really cool, I thought, um, in very good manners. Uh, and then just like whatever your tips are for actually playing and, and trying to win is also good too. And then after that, we can uh, recap uh, today's event, which ended, in my opinion, very well. Uh, and then after that, we can just talk a little bit about dungeons and see. I want to get your thoughts on what your favorite cards are. Does that sound good? Sounds very good, my friend. Okay, fantastic. So let's start off. Topic one, uh, just your experiences. You've now been to many legends. How many legends have you have you participated in? That is a good question. I probably should have prepped for that, but um, at least six. Yeah, I think so. That's impressive. Higher. All right. We'll we'll we'll, we'll do the math. We'll check that. We there. can we can do a your helper's not tracking that yet. It's not tracking that, that yet. yet. No, no. But uh, we'll we'll double check that. But uh, it. Yeah, you're right, because it goes back to the very first ones at the Wise Wise Wizard Games Fair. So it's it's been running for many years. So it, wow. it is is a higher number than that. We'll, we'll we'll check the logs and see. Quick side question: the game fair that you just the Wise Wizard was is just by Rob and those guys that like it's like a only them putting it on. That was the original place where a lot of the community members met, and mm-hmm. that was held in Framingham, right where their you know, corporate headquarters for WWG is. So that happened in 2016 and then 2017, and that was the event where you went and you played uh, Wise Wizard games all weekend and you know a series of tournaments. What? So you were playing a 1K, you were playing a Legends tournaments, you were playing casual. And that was uh, pretty pretty interesting and exciting, and that's a lot. That's actually how I met Adam. Oh, that's awesome! So that was like my first tournament I'd ever been to. Um, so that was pretty fun. That's incredible. And also, just so the listeners know, Adam is here with us. Uh, but he's there's two things. One, his voice is ruined from uh, screaming his approval for me after winning the Legends tournament today. Not to have any spoilers or anything, but he was just like, oh my God, you're a legend now, too. It was incredible. Uh, and two, he is into this new game called Soul Forge, and he's got the biggest nerd boner I've ever seen <laughs> about the cards, and he's figuring out uh, how he's going to win this tournament tomorrow that he's going to play in. It's awesome. So let's all wish Adam well for his, self, his soul forging, and we'll go from there. So if we make any references to him off camera, that's why, because he's like actually looking at us right now. Um, that's incredible. I didn't know that WWG had that. They had that, yeah. And <laughs> that's so cool. That was pretty interesting because then you'd see all the top players really meeting for the first time and all converging right around the uh, corporate headquarters. That's so and cool. And so you played in all of them since then. They did that. They did that event 
twice. And that's how I met people like Adam or mm-hmm. Silent Al, uh, Darklighter, all those people came to the event and got to meet the uh, that's awesome. podcasters from Mega Holland. So. And, oh, yeah, right. You're saying that. So, that's, and that started with uh, Star Realms stuff, right? Star, and Hero Realms was there too. Okay. Did they release it that, that long ago? Yeah. Damn. I can't believe it's been that long. I got it. I got it on Kickstarter, so I must have had it for that same amount of time. Yep. That's super cool. That's super cool. Um, man. So you, I mean, you've been through a lot. So what are your like top, what do you tell yourself before you get ready to play? Like, do you have rules to live by? This is all off the cuff too. So sure. this, you know, is, this is not a don't preconstructed at all. Not at all. But, no, no prep. I just sprung this on these guys. So, you know, the, the main things are, you know, realize that for the, uh, legends tournament and just like your, uh, sparks and rec, uh, digital tournament right now, those are initial Swiss rounds are without characters. So mm-hmm. you've got to sort of get yourself in the zone. Don't worry about the characters first. You just get to make that cut. So yep. that's that's the key. So do the scrimmages and just get yourself back in the mindset because you don't have your skills and abilities to kind of work with and give you the the main direction. So that's the yeah. the, the main thing. Get some good scrimmages in the uh the if you have the time either day of or even better the day before, play with a skilled player ahead of time and just kind of Get, get through that and just mm-hmm. work on those basic skills. That was um, something I was thinking too, which would have helped me. Luckily, I think it was two weeks ago or three weeks ago, the same friend that I'm staying with here when we're in Philly. Uh, I taught him how to play Hero Realms and he was really into it. He really liked it. And so we played seven or eight times on paper. All in vanilla? Uh, on yes. The- All in vanilla because I didn't want to teach him heroes. Yeah, because it would be like an extra layer, right? Right. So that was nice. And the big thing, though, is that it not so much like playing vanilla and this like the change in style and the slow the slowness mm-hmm. and this and the buildup of that game, um, but more so just having to actually physically count. This is how much damage I have. This is how much health I have. Blah blah blah. Which leads me nicely to one of the questions I had for you guys. So, like, what are your golden rules of Playing against someone who you may or may not know, most likely you don't know. Mm-hmm. How do you like? What do you make sure you do when to be like courteous and to make sure? Because it's not your friend; you're used to playing with your friends, right? So, what do you make sure you you like? Is what's important to do? Well, I mean, beyond just the basics of doing the courteous things, which I think other people like Tim have highlighted before, which are you know making sure that you're doing good shuffles, that you're being courteous and giving people the opportunity to cut your deck. Those mm-hmm. are things that people have experience with if they've played other uh, you know, card games. Um, but you know, beyond that, you really want to um, look at um, slowing down. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? That's one of the main things that uh, you can see that um, that's important to do. And by that, I also mean tell, be very clear in saying, you know, don't just throw the cards on the table play slowly and explain this is what I'm doing I'm activating this ability and make it so that your opponent can follow along and listen you're you're having a conversation and that's really the way whereas you know if you're playing with some buddies or friends or you know uh, family members people can kind of just develop very casual language but here you want to be fairly clear in what you're doing and and understand things so there's no you know things that can be miscon- misconstrued you know? mm-hmm. there were two things that I picked up in watching YouTube play. And it was mainly uh, Adam, actually, but um, you both did it, which was nice. 
So one thing I noticed that Adam did was at the beginning of the game, he would tell the other player, like, hey, you know, I like to go kind of slowly and think about what my, my turn is. So if I play a little bit slower, then that's why. I'm just kind of giving that, like, heads up, like, hey, like, I'm going to be more deliberate, whatever, in my play mm-hmm. style. I think that's good. It also gives you the space to think and not feel pressured, which is great. And the other thing that I really like, too, which um, I kind of forgot to do as time went by because I was getting kind of t- like you get kind of like there's like so much nerve and so mm-hmm. much um, adrenaline going mm-hmm. you, for me. The way that it affects my brain is I get like a little more spacey. But what you guys always did was you would lay your cards out and you'd say, and this is specifically what you said, I'm going to resolve the damage now. Okay, now I'm going to resolve the economy. Now I'm going to resolve the heals. And that, like, verbiage of saying that, Mm -hmm. I loved it. And it's really, it's extremely clear, and you're really talking about what you're doing step by step. I thought that was really cool. So that was great. And, you know, the the things like the shuffles and the cuts and stuff, I I didn't know about that before coming. And luckily, we had talked to Salonau, Alex, and he kind of shared some of that stuff, too. Salonau Salonau has talked about that very clearly. Tim had an article on Mm -hmm. Realms Rising. So I think a lot of those things that that community knowledge that you want to sort of transfer. And again, you don't know these people, but we want to see these people come back. And again, Mm -hmm. if you people have a positive experience in their first tournament, even if they didn't, you know, rank high, they still just sort of feel like, okay, that was a that was a fair game. Even if I didn't win. Everything yep. was clear and and well well defined. Yeah, above board. This person wasn't trying to sneak things past me. Blah blah blah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's great. Um, and then as far as uh, <laughs> so, you've been in six different legends, and you've actually you've won two. Right? <laughs> I've, I've won two legends tournaments. We'll say had... twenty. He's been in twenty. <laughs> Three hundred. <laughs> I've I've been in many top eights. I've been in many top fours. So <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I have a ridiculous number of play mats at home, so I could like cover. <laughs> I could He's cover uh, my my entire like downstairs of my house with just with uh, with play mats. You have me. a guest bed that's just made constructed of rubber full, full neoprene play mat. Play mat. That would actually probably be pretty comfortable. I've invented this new mattress, guys. Play mats. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And they really, you know, like they're they're very generous. For sure. So Wise, uh, Wise Wizard is awesome. They've been really great hosts. And Absolutely. They run a great tournament. Um, so that's really cool. So you have two cards that are coming. Um, do you have any teasers or spoilers you want to hint at about your cards? Well, I can say that um, it, they'll definitely be in the Blue Man group, which I've, I've hinted at. Oh, yeah. And it's definitely going to be uh, my champ. my champion card is going to be basically doing some shenanigans based on the number of cards of, of champs that have been stunned in a turn. So oh, that is that's a, pretty cool. is a pretty interesting mechanic. Yeah. And uh, that's I, really I think cool. it'll be kind of on brand for me. So Yeah, I like that. And uh, you had said that you came up with that idea. I did, give, and, I, and uh, Darwin gave it a green light. So that one I know exactly what it is. And then there's an action card that sort of links up to that. And I proposed three different concepts, and I wanted Darwin to kind of surprise me. So I don't know how that last the action card, which links with my champion, will mm-hmm. will sync up. So even I will be surprised. So I like to have oh, that's cool, some excitement that's coming. Fingers crossed, they're both in dungeons, but uh, but at least one will be. Yeah, I always like to do that with like anyone that's a professional. Yeah, I'm like, this is kind of what I'm going for, but 
you do it, you do it and surprise me because I trust you, well, you know, I, and then usually you're, it's fantastic. It's way better than you would ever imagine. I do that with a lot of things. I've been in a restaurant and I ask the server, I'm like, what do you like? I'm like, I'm going to do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I do you, this you know, thing. right? Exactly. So you, you tell me. So, yeah, but, um, it's great. You get really good recommendations that way. Um, great. So today the recap uh, obviously, for me, <laughs> it was awesome. Um, we'll go over why in a second. But we started with Swiss. Uh, there were seven people. Um, you didn't make it out of Swiss rounds. I did not. Not this time. I got. Um, I ran into a brick wall of um, double cult priest. Yes, you got double me. cult priested. All right. And not only did I get double cult priested, double cult priest for the kill. That was the kill shot that took mm-hmm. me down. Which is an epic way to go. If you're going to go out. That's a good way to go out. I I, I agree. So and then uh, my and then my game two, I brick walled right into my scrimmage partner, the the now silent Anvroser who can't even uh, <laughs> rejoice silent in that victory. <laughs> silent Anvroser is cousin of Silent Al. Exactly, <laughs> the the first child. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, I love that. That might have to be your new nickname. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see? He's very silent. <laughs> that was amazing. I really hope the, speak, the microphone can pick up your voice, but honestly, it's probably not. It's going to sound like a little mouse rustling in the background or something. Oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, our, our, the game I had with Adam was a, was a very typical game where I was gunning for lots of crazy combos and, and yep. ally abilities. And they didn't all sync up at just the right moment, but it was a it was a tight game. Yeah, I, I had a word of power causing some some good shenanigans in there. Nice as, as usual. <laughs> you know what? I, I I don't think I played bad or anything mm-hmm. like that, but I have to say, I was so lucky. I was so lucky. There were many games. Mm-hmm. I had my whole deck. I just flipped, and I'm like, I had like an elf. I got lots of elven gifts, mm-hmm. which was great. And every time I'd flip one, I'm like, oh, I hope I get that one card. Like 50%, 70% of the time, I got the card. It was incredible. And I was like, I'm just getting so lucky. And that happened a lot in the Swiss game. No, no, the the, the semifinals. Yeah. And also in the finals versus, versus Larry. I definitely put myself in the position to have those cards and to be able to draw them. I mean, that's right. part of that's part of the how you win, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and having a, a grand strategy. Yeah, exactly. So you're constructing your deck so that can happen. Um, but I got very, it could have very easily been a gold that I drew and I didn't. So um, I, it's a good feeling, but it's definitely one of those things that's like, oh man, <laughs> I think I might have snuck one out of here. <laughs> Craig was pretty good. Uh, we've played Craig in the semis after we got through Swiss. Um, I have never met Craig or played him online. He doesn't play um, in the community, I don't think, very often. He does not. Uh, he is in the app, but doesn't play that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've played him probably exactly twice, um, both at Pax Unplugs and he he won one game and I won another game, so we mm-hmm. have we have a one and one history. So it's a fairly yep. limited. But uh, Craig also is a is a legend, and uh, yeah, hopefully he'll he'll uh, participate in some more events. In the and future. he beat me in Swiss, yeah. and but I took him uh, luckily in uh, the semis. So he's a, he's a solid player. He has some interesting ideas. He also does something. I don't know if you caught, but he actually narrates the game in a very amusing very, way very, a very colorful way like he actually makes a narrative story 
through his play. Like, oh, I, first I do a hip job and I use some intimidation and I meet you in a dark alley and I hit you with the... Like, yep. So it actually is a very exciting way to, to actually tell your opponent what you're doing with some like ad hoc flavor text. Did, did he ever... Did you play him today? No, but I'm just saying I know okay. he does that. Did, did he do that to yes, you? Yes, he did. And these are my favorites. <laughs> One, when he got death threat. Yes. He was like, I'm going to intimidate you with a death threat always, every time. And then two, when he picked up the death touch to yeah. do uh, scrap, he actually called it the bad touch. Oh. <laughs> that was amazing. When he called you, it the you bad touch. You feel like touch. you need to talk to a counselor afterwards. <laughs> He's like, all right, I'm going to do the bad touch. <laughs> Get rid of this gold. And I was like, I love it. I almost feel like we want to have an after dark edition of all the cards. The, the Craig would be the star for sure. <laughs> so he was great. And yeah, yeah past legends. So. Uh, obviously a skilled player and that was great uh the guys that made it in there were four of us that made it past the swiss uh it was adam and roser myself uh horgel and um uh, i'm having a brain fart craig correct because i played him so of those four three of those guys are on our discord which is fantastic realms rise in discord all the place for the the high vibrations come come join us um so i thought that was so cool and uh, including myself and you and everyone, there was four people total of the seven that played. So that was really cool too. Now, leading up to the semis, there's a thing that you can do where you get a card, so it's secret, and you can uh, write on that card what class you want. We decided, we didn't do that. There was some collusion going on. There was on. some collusion. We talked about, we actually, who was it made the, you made the initial joke, Adam, right? So at some, or did you make the initial joke about a whiz off? Someone said whiz off. We, we, Adam and I were talking about it because for a long time, Adam and I had what we were calling, this is before we had met you. Uh We call it the, the, uh, the wizard suicide death pact saying that Uh no matter what, we would just play wizard. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> and say to we wanted to see more wizard <laughs> legends. And the only way to do that is, is, to, play it, is to play wizard. So okay. We, we did that. And, and then we're like saying, but we need everybody to be in. So it's a fair fight to not have any of those pesky fighters sneaking into the party and just ruining it for everybody. I know. So uh, we kind of like hinted at it and said, well, you know, it's a secret ballot. But what if we all just did it face up and just went for it? You know? Yeah. And so as soon as that happened, we all talk, started talking about Wizoffs and giggling like children. <laughs> and we all were in. We all right. did it. And I think <laughs> even your ballot actually just said, Whiz off with an exclamation point and yep. your name on it. Like you didn't even and write then like I, most people did. They just were like they just wrote whiz off too and they just did that. Now I, I will say uh Larry wasn't like super wild about it, no. but since three of us wanted to do it, he didn't stop the party. So Larry, thank you so much. It was fun. We had the first I think probably the first whiz off legends ever. Definitely. Absolutely. That is a hundred percent true. Yes. So we all have to remember this and we're a part of history. Okay. And it's <laughs> recorded now on a podcast as yes. well, which is great. So that was fantastic. From there, uh, me and Larry uh, advanced to the finals. We had really close games. Uh, I was extremely nervous. It was awesome. Uh, a range of emotions. I was lucky enough to win 2-1. He won the first game, I think. I can't remember if he... I have a terrible memory for these things. I heard in your game three, there were some some crazy hijinks for top decking with a firebomb and a, yes. a life drain. and So and just the, the, the first game I got lucky... Uh, he got a deception early, actually. And so that inspired me to buy blue cards. Mm -hmm. And so I picked up um, 
the one cost profit, and then I've bought uh, Rasmus. Rasmus is awesome. I love that card. And I was lucky in that since we were playing level three wizard, he didn't have enough damage to kill Rasmus. <laughs> and so I got profit Rasmus together, and I was able to get, uh, I think it's called Life Train, the, the sixth damage. Yeah. yeah it's, Life Train top it's, deck. That sacrifices one. Yep. Yeah. It's a killer card. Yeah. And then, and that does eight damage. It's incredible. <laughs> and then uh, he couldn't take out Rasmus again. And then at that point, an earlier turn, I had also been able to pull a firebomb off the market. And I got the firebomb. And I then top decked the rampage. <laughs> it was a nasty hand that I got uh, cobbled together. So um, one of those times when it just comes together, you know? So I can't, you can only take partial credit for that when it boils down to it. Good shuffles and all that stuff. But it worked out great. Larry was an amazing opponent. I honestly thought I was going to lose walking up to the table. <laughs> but I got lucky and it worked out. So here I am, a legend. Congratulations. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Also, I, they gave me a really humongous trophy, which <laughs> was great. And I was carrying it around at the convention the whole night. Uh, and also, after dinner, carrying it around on the street. And <laughs> people on the street were like, congratulations, congratulations, as we walked by. There were at least four or five people that said it randomly. I don't know if they were convention goers or not, but everyone's very nice in Philadelphia. I just want yeah. to say that. That trophy is just ginormous. So. Really <laughs> I saw it and I was like, I don't know where I'm going to put this, but I like it. <laughs> so we'll see. And I also have a, uh, many people have told me to drink beer out of it. So I might have to try to do that. And get that fully wa- waterproofed or liquid proof. Exactly. So you don't I, have any uh, alcohol abuse. You were saying it was uh, food safe wax, yeah, right? Food safe wax. We're, okay. we're going to work on that. As yep. A- I'll check it out for it on Amazon. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe Adam will start selling that in his, in his Amazon shop. Yeah. We'll see. Um, okay, so that is our, our recap. Um, the conference is great also. If you, any of you get a chance to go to PAXU, it's really fun. It's all board games. So it's everything board games. If you like board games, you will love it. Um, so the last thing, and this should be a nice segue for the guys because they're pretty sure they're going to play this when they talk about the, the new Dungeons cards. But the last thing, are, what are your, what's your take? I know you haven't got a chance to play too much, but what's your take on the, on the beta and the Dungeon cards that you've seen so far what's your favorite mechanism that you've seen so far i'm really enjoying the um the cards to the bottom of the deck i think that's really yes. pretty exciting i haven't played any ranger yet with those and that i think will be one of the most exciting things to do because mm-hmm. now you're stacking your deck from both sides and just really controlling your shuffles your flips yeah um, I, i'm super excited to see that it's also kind of hard to remember what order they're on on the bottom of the deck. And so with a Ranger, you can see. Yeah. <laughs> so that'll be awesome. <laughs> I didn't think about that. I haven't played it with Ranger yet. I've been avoiding Ranger in the beta because there was a bug. So there was a bug where the uh, they redid the quiver to balance the quiver, which is awesome. So now when you draw, if you, you still draw a card, that's fine. If you want to take the arrow into your hand too, though, you have to discard a card. So... You, it's not quite as powerful as what it was, which is great. Um, so, but that apparently has a bug. And so many people have not been able to finish their Ranger games. So I've been waiting to play that. But I think you're right. Like I didn't think about it, the combo yeah. with Ranger, but it's going to be nasty. It's I'm, nasty with any class. For sure. It's also interesting looking at the, the different art style to the, um, 
to the, the Dungeons cards because you'll see a little bit more, a little different color palette, a little bit more cartoony feel to some of these things because now you're in this underground, underground world mm-hmm. uh, filled with monsters and rats and all these weird creatures. So yes. that's actually pretty fun just to see this slightly different take. Like, oh, I'm in a, a different world right now. What I'm, do you, I'm in the underground world. What do you think about the rattlings? I, I am digging the rattling. I love the rattlings. Yeah, and I think that's, they're also going to be pretty key, I think, for some of the campaign work. You know, I think mm-hmm. that gives a whole nother um, take for the yeah. PVE stuff that'll, that'll yeah. be coming. You know, that's a good call. On, so. oh, that'll be so much fun when they do that. Yeah. I haven't had a chance to actually play like Ruins of Thandar or um, Lost Village. Lost Village. Uh, I've started them. And I think that me and my brother have played Thandar together until the boss fight and then beat it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, but you actually there's have a few, four different bosses in in, in Rune of Thander because it it actually depends when you when you do the setup after you get past the. Uh, yep, it's random. Yep, and I think we've only played two yep. of them. And so, there's also the dragon and the lich and a bunch of other cards I haven't even had a chance to play because of um, it being physical and not having a great play group in DC where I live. So that's just kind of the reality of the situation. I think a lot of us struggle with that depending on how outgoing you are and how like connected you are to a gaming world but for sure yeah um but yeah so that will be really cool if that stuff makes it to the app i would love it i think my favorite thing mm-hmm. for one is the art too because the art is just i don't know the color is really popping it is and if you play it's funny because if you play the base game mixed with it mm-hmm. you can tell that like there's definitely a difference yeah the other thing too is i think in the factions they've really tied the factions together in a lot of different ways and not only just within the factions but cross faction cards there's definitely one example of like there's this guy who's on a he's a seven cost here at champion this is an imperial an imperial he's got this huge sword that is glowing red Mm because it's like on fire or like whatever red hot sword that he has and um in a different guild card i think it's the pit fight or pit something he's like no, it's called, I think it's called Ambush. I can't remember exactly. Mm-hmm. But there's two orcs like attacking him in a different fashion. Yep. So you're and just like, seeing oh. the world build out there in those, yeah. in those little micro scenes. And they're having these little adventures in yep. the cards. And it just adds, like, it's just fun. Like, it just adds a lot of uh, flavor, I think, to the, to the cards. And kind of tells a story and, like, helps explain the action that's happening. And that's just fun. I just like it. It's like making the universe of... Uh, Thandar come alive <laughs> so I love it um, do you have any final thoughts for the fine people on the Sparks and Rack podcast uh, I'll, I'll share this one with you because mm-hmm. uh, you know you and I met uh, over the, the over the discord and had lots of fun times discussing <laughs> whether they were arcane meat wands or the, or the grill master <laughs> and I did actually show the grill master to Rob Dory today <laughs> And he yes. just like just cracked up and, and loved it. So that was actually pretty exciting to see that that I shared your your artistic oh, Photoshop work with him. And we, I talked with Rob about this, going, you know, community would really like to have these these nice gross cards and things like that. And he's like, oh, he's like, we could we could put them up on like drive through RPG and people could print them out. I'm like, maybe you could add them to a Kickstarter in the future so they can have these family ready cards. So yeah. I'm going to keep talking with him. And he's, he, he was, he was pretty, uh, 
pretty interested in that. So I think that's uh, that'll be a fun thing if we can make <laughs> we can pull that off. Right? That's incredible. <laughs> that is so cool. I had no idea that you talked to Rob about that. I talked to Rob about that. I was like, is he gonna like it? Is he gonna like it? And he he just loved it and thought he's like, this is great. And again, you know, and it has the the good marketing is it, it makes the game more accessible if you want to play with younger mm-hmm. kids. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the more family friendly something can be, the better. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about that for the podcast that I should stop dropping the f bomb so much, <laughs> so people can listen around their children. I, I, I think we've been pretty good for for this. Uh, this we have, yeah. right? yes, so we, exactly. We, yeah, we we did a family show today. So exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, and actually, on that final that final note, I was talking to Rob too, and guess what? He said that his favorite mechanic in the new cards as bottom decking as well and he also mentioned the ranger it's like you guys were talking about it almost it's really funny um but yeah it was really cool to, to actually be able to have a conversation with them okay with that said i've got to drive myself back to dc so thank you so much for taking some time to let me do a mini interview and recap with you dave adam sorry do you want to give like a scratchy hello friends i'm dying that's adam <laughs> poor guy <laughs> but we had a great dinner and nice spicy food so hopefully that'll help him uh feel better in the morning all right with that this is your friend scrap force signing off and that wraps up the end of part one of episode 21 coming up next in part two we have the dungeons imperial previews stick around and check it out